Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and this week my friend Jen is back with me as we discuss extended families. I don't really like the term broken family when we talk about divorce, so we're talking about the positives about having other layers and step-parents and grandparents. Everybody needs to be his brother's keeper. Take a little time, make your love go deeper. Everybody needs to be somebody's keeper. Hi, it's Coach Jay from the Power Shift Mindset Podcast and Beam Motivation. I want to let you know that I'm going to be teaming up with the Grind Health Club on Watertown Avenue in Waterbury, Connecticut. You can contact Dwayne, the owner and head trainer, at 475-235-4699 to book a personal training session with me. Just ask for Coach Jay. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and I'm back again this week with my friend Jen, who's going to help me with this show. And this time we're talking about extended families or blended families. Too often we we hear the phrase broken families uh, in terms of families with a single parent or divorce. And both of us have a life experience dealing with uh, extended families. And we're going to share our experiences and the positive sides of it. Again, unfortunately, we hear about the negatives, which we will bring up those as well. Uh, but we'd like to just point out that there could be a lot of positives having that extended families and those extra layers of and new family members and relatives and, and all the good things that do come out of it. And Jen, you want to start with what your experience is with an extended family? Well, I have extended family in multiple directions. I have a stepmother. Um, my daughter has a stepmother as well. We've had, you know, uh, married ends that were steps to begin with. So it's, it, it, it can be, I like the idea of it being an extended family versus a step family. I mean, as much as in exercise, I love stairs steps aren't always exactly the most positive term when it comes to things like that. And I look at it this way, family's family, whether it's legally, whether it's via blood, whether it's via, you know, marriage or, you know, just friends. I mean, I refer to many of my friends as, as family. So they are friends that are now family and, you know, blending that in it's with, with my particular, with my child, her stepmother has always been her mom to me. It's an additional mom that helps. I mean, as we all know, teenagers can be quite the handful. And, and so the more parents you have helping and supporting the, the raising and the joint decisions, the better it works. And that, that stepmother, and this is, and you haven't gone through that this layer but information i know about you that stepmother comes from her biological father correct correct and yes. and it was your and second husband who did a, a good portion of the raising her so he had not not to discredit what her biological father did but he had a big portion of the raising 
in that. And I, and I've seen that with my cousin on, on my mother's side, my uncle's daughter, same type of thing. Her stepfather did a big portion. Uh, and I am going to put a disclaimer out there because I will talk about my, my parents were divorced when I was eight. So I have the memories. I have memories of an eight or nine year old. And then my adult memories that I have with my an extended family. So any, any inaccuracy and mom, if you're listening, dad, if you're listening, you can't yell at an eight year old. So and if any, if anything doesn't seem accurate to you, I'm recalling from I mean, nearly 40 years ago. Um, but there, there are a lot of situations like that where the, the stepmother or the stepfather comes into a role. And sometimes it's just logistics as to why they played a bigger part. Sometimes there are other reasons why they play a large part. Very, very true. My, my second husband was in, in all aspects, stepfather to my daughter, but he was also dad to her. That's what she has called him. That's what she has always called him and always will. He's, he's daddy. And he, to me, stepping into a package deal, marrying me with a child, said a lot about his character and his willingness to take on this something that a lot of people would say wasn't his responsibility, but he took it on as his responsibility. He also did not try to push the biological father out of the picture either. He kept him in and you know encouraged all sorts of interactions. And he looked at it the same way I did. We are a parenting unit, whether there's one, whether there's three, whether there's four, doesn't matter. It's a parenting unit. Any rules that she broke at my house, if she was grounded for that, and it was her father's weekend, the grounding carried forward. She would continue to be grounded at his place. If she did anything at his place that she needed to be grounded for, the grounding continued forward once she got back to mine. And that way she knew she couldn't play us against each other. And it worked because there was a consistency and consistency is what makes it a blended and extended family versus a step family. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a big thing where, like you said, where it's not just the visit. I mean, where you hear like you go to your grandparents and, and you kind of joke whenever my kids go to, to my father's and my stepmother's uh, it's like, whatever happens at grandpa and Meme's house stays at grandpa and Meme's house. So when you're visiting, and when it's that visitation weekend, as it's referred to for that, the non-living parent, it's not supposed to be a vacation weekend. It's supposed to be, like you said, another, just a shorter term of parenting. You might've had them for five days. The other parent has them for two, but it should still be under parenting rules. Not, oh, you're on a two day vacation and anything goes. Exactly. My ex-husband and I, we referred to it as it was his parenting weekend. We didn't look at it as visitation weekend. It was his parenting weekend. And it, it did. It made it less vacation time and more, all right, I have a different parent this weekend. And I have one that I don't usually see, but that doesn't mean that they're not my parent when I don't see them. So I'm, I'm going to backtrack to, again, going back to when I was eight, nine years old, um, when my parents, parents got divorced. Uh, and I can vaguely remember the day of going to school and coming home. And it was like that first official day that my father didn't live there anymore. Um, 
and like I said, vaguely remember it just and it being different. Now it's just the three of us, three of us being uh, myself, my mother and, and a brother who was three years younger than me. So we were nine and six uh, roughly at that at that time. And I remember the weekends and for for those that are divorced or going through a divorce, I remember seeing my parents very short exchanges at the front door. And my father would pick us up. My mother would say, what time? He'd say six o'clock. She'd say, okay. And that was the end of the conversation. Basically, what time are you bringing them home? And, and that was it. And that was their conversation for pretty much years. Um, eventually, as we go through the show, I'll get into how things are now, which is much better. Um, but I also know friends and family who have been through divorce where we're five years out, 10 years out, and there's still a rough time and and lack of cooperation and and one thing i can say and i have i have a couple of friends that that i went to high school who recently got divorced who have and kids my age that middle school to high school age and the way i see it is there's if obviously if a relationship breaks up there could be some animosity between those two parents between the ex-husband and ex-wife and you can be mad at your ex-husband or mad at your ex-wife, but you should always respect your child's mother or your child's father. And I, 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 I know it's the same person, but you have to, like I said, you're obviously the relationship went separate ways for whatever reason. It could have been someone did something wrong or it could have just been compatibility just faded for whatever reason, but you have to show respect for your child's parents and and i've seen it firsthand where that's not always there where it's made to be very difficult and it, it's a tough thing and from again going back vaguely remembering as that eight nine ten year old i mean i i remember seeing my parents having very little interaction and i don't remember seeing the disrespect aspect of it it was just no just no connection it was very very separated. It was just that. And it, it was a business relationship at that point. Okay. When you're visiting, when you're picking them up, when you're bringing them back and that type of deal. We had the same thing when it came to his parenting weekend, it was a little difficult, a little bit different. Um, we didn't meet at the front door to exchange the child. He lived further away. So we each drove half the distance and this one particular gas station got to know us really well after a while because every other weekend, you know, we were, we were there twice, but when it was time to, you know, swap the kid around, however you want to look at it, it, it was a, we filled each other in. All right. This is what's been going on. This is, you know, homework that needs to be worked on. This is what's been going on at school. These are health related things, but with my ex-husband, he was also remarried. And so with the stepmom, he had two, two children with her. And I didn't want my daughter thinking that they were any less or any more than she was because they're still just kids. And I would check in with him. How are the kids? What are they up to? What are they doing? And you know, keep as much in their life as I possibly could simply because they were still her brothers. They were still her siblings. That, that just because, you know, the, it was half siblings, 
biologically, it doesn't make them any less. And if I was interested in her siblings and the family and what she was doing, then she would see that that was important to me. And if it's important to me, it's important to, to her. And it made them feel better too, because they realized, yeah, okay, this may be my sister's mom and she's no relation technically at all, not even a step at that point. And I, I, don't, I don't think there's a legal term for that, but I'm still a mom. I, I can still care about them. And that's where I see it as the extended family, you know, her grandparents through, you know, her stepmom. So step-grandparents or anything like that. They're, they're just, the bigger the family, the better. Well, that's a, and now fast forward, uh, and we'll probably fill in the gaps. Uh, both both my parents are remarried. Uh, my father actually was married a, a second time in between, and and that that relationship didn't last long. But while it was there, as far as me and my brother at this point being a young teens, I'm trying to figure out the age. I mean, maybe even maybe more of that 12, 13 age group. Um, that family, I, from what I remember, I mean, accepted us. And, and I remember going to, and at that point, like I said, briefly, a stepmother at the time, going to the family. And I remember going to see the Super Bowl and the, the year the Bengals were in it and watching it at that house. And, and there were cousins that, I mean, we saw over the years and I mean, every, everything went fine. We, we blended in. Um, but my stepmother now has been in my life since roughly around that same time, that 13, 14 year age. And there was a, a moment when there was some tension there. And, and if my father and my stepmother, Lori, listen to this, uh, they'll, they'll remember these and probably laugh at it. Uh, and divorced parents, I'm in high school. And little tension between me and my mother this summer between junior and senior year of high school it was decided it would be best if I went and moved in with my father. So for a while there, it was, I don't want to call it a bachelor pad, but it was a single guy and his high school age son. And so it was the two of us. So we'd sit down and we'd watch the game and we'd go outside. We'd have a catch. I mean, that, that normal, I mean, normal stuff. I mean, a father and son would do. And then again, she would, Lori, my stepmother was in my, my life for years. There was a, a, a short gap there where there was a little distance between the two of them where at that point she wanted to and get married and have kids. And he wasn't sure he wanted to start over. He already had a, a 16 year old and a 13 year old. And well, when they decided, okay, let's do this again. Let's keep going forward. Now they got married, had, had a daughter. So now my half sister who, like you said, I refer to her as my sister. And the, the friends from high school, and again, I lived two towns away from went to high school that at first didn't realize, and they, they know my brother, but didn't know my sister. So even now to the day, I'll mention my sister who lives out of state and people, oh, you have a sister? Yeah, then I'll explain. Yeah, half sister, father side, she's 19 years younger. And then the shock that there's a 19 year age different. Um, but when, when she was born, there was some tension because now it was like two separate families. It was the father, son family, and then the husband, wife, and daughter family. It took a while for it to blend. And like I said, if they do happen to listen to this show, 
I remember arguing with my stepmother about my shoes being on the stairs. We lived in a two-family house that my father owned. We lived on the first floor. My bedroom was in one finished room in the attic on the third floor. I had a finished room and heat, air conditioning, my own little space. But instead of bringing my shoes up and down three flights of stairs, I would just put them on the stairs that went up. She made a big deal. I said, well, what if every time you had to change Caitlin's doc diaper, you had to run up and down the stairs three times? And she, okay, you can leave one pair. And I remember shoes getting thrown out the window from the third floor and my father laughing and it just kind of like all right here it goes here it starts and i mean now i mean we sit and have i mean very intense heart-to-heart -heart talks um we have a great relationship i, I couldn't ask for a, a better stepmother um just you're gonna go through those tensions especially and i don't ever remember the the animosity like i know a, a friend of mine i was just talking to whose parent is starting the date and it's like the the child is a little rebellious because wait a minute no that's not mom you're not supposed to be or that's not dad and i don't remember having that type of feeling but it was just it changed the dynamics that me and my father had because now he was leaning towards making sure that new part of the family went well but if you work on it and you want it to work, that extended family is going to be a great family. I mean, I run uh, the Manchester road race. It's one of the oldest road races in the country on Thanksgiving day. And I run it with my cousin, Jimmy. He's my cousin through my stepmother. It's her sister's son. And whenever we go and we're running the race and he's got friends here, he's like, Oh, here's my cousin, Jay. I mean, we're, we're cousin by marriage two families removed it's not even it's not even like it's i mean yet we're still cousins and, and that those extended families there's a lot of good that comes out of it and when you hear broken family i just don't like it being referred to as that because yes something might have had to to crack at one point to put this i don't want to say replacement piece in but but to put to new put the new part in there and it's not a bad thing. I mean, I think we need to to give more credit to those. Like you said, you, you meet someone who decides to take you and your daughter as a package deal and accepts it from the beginning. And Lori did that for me and my brother as well. And then I can go to my, my father, my mother's side, my mother's remarried as well. And my stepfather, um, there's a little less relationship there only by logistics. They live in Virginia. I'm in Connecticut. Um, so the connection that the, the hands-on connection isn't there because we just don't see each other as much, but same thing when we're down there and my stepsister actually picked up my kids from the airport so they can go see grandma. So again, that extended family is family. Well, like you had said, if you want it to work, it will work. And that that's the case with absolutely everything, you know, be it, your education, be it your, you know, relationship with your, with your spouse, be it your step or your extended family, be it your exercise, whatever it is, if you want it to work, then you're going to put the time and the energy and the effort into making it work. And that's the important part. Yes, it may have broken or cracked at some point, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be stronger after the fact. You know, there's the the Japanese art of repairing broken pottery with, with gold, it's called kintsugi. And they use that as an example of where something that was damaged is now more beautiful because of the damage and from the repairs that they had. 
And a broken family can be that. Whatever the problem was, you know, with a relationship between a husband and a wife or a mom and a dad that didn't work and that fractured, they maybe learned after the fact if they got through that animosity part and the anger and the hurt from both directions, that they were better off, not in that level of a relationship, but just as a friend and being co-parents. And they're stronger that way. It's a more beautiful, more extended family, a bigger circle to get the support that our children need, that we need. You know, there, there's, we all have times when we need help with our children, assistance, or we need, you know, to tap out for a minute and said, hey, you take it. I can't. I, I need me. And the larger extended and the more working that family is, the easier it is to do. Well, you had mentioned how you referred to the kids, your daughter and, and her sisters or siblings uh, through her, her biological father. And like I said, my sister's 19 years younger. I remember the initial meeting my mother had with her. She's like, well, why didn't you bring her? We actually met at Chuck E. Cheese. I want to say Caitlin was three years old at the time, maybe two. And it's like, I just remember my, my mother being a little emotional when and she was being born. And, and she's like, oh, I'm going to have to meet her eventually. So why don't we? And now we can have family gatherings. I mean, there were times when, like I said, it was a quick what time? Six o'clock. Okay. And that was the extent of the conversation to the point where when I moved into this house, I told Maria that the first Christmas Eve is going to be here. My father, my stepmother, my mother, my stepfather, her parents, everyone was here and my family gets along fine. We can have a cookout. And again, logistics, my father's in New York, my mother's now in North Carolina, Obviously, this doesn't happen often, but if we did something and had everyone together and we've had picnics where my sister is sitting down with my mother having a conversation or my mother and my stepmother are having a conversation, um, my father and, and Ned, my stepfather having conversation. So the family is one big family. I mean, I, one, I don't see them yeah. all going on a cruise together or anything like that, but we can have family gatherings and have it be 100% civil. And it's, it's my big family. When I was little, my, my parents divorced when I was three. So having, you know, separate households was, was very different. And, you know, for a while I was actually even being raised by my, my maternal grandmother. So, but family dinners were always, you know, family holiday dinners, Thanksgiving, Christmas were always with my dad's side of the family. And, they were all local. So it was big family and my aunts, uncles, cousins, you know, every, everyone was there. Well, living with my, my mom's mom, she was no longer technically part of that family because the, you know, the divorce happened and she, she was out of it, but she still was invited and came to the holiday family dinners. She was just one of the other grandmas. All of my cousins knew that she was just another one of the grandmas. And it, it's, it's, unfortunately, it's not as common as we would like it to be. I, I remember at one point when my daughter was with her father for a weekend, his new mother-in-law had, was traveling back up to where she lived after seeing the newborn. 
and she needed to stay at a hotel, but she wanted to know if there was one in my area that was pet friendly. I'm like, yeah, there is. I have a spare room at that particular point. There's no point in you getting a hotel room when, you know, we're family and I have, you know, the yard, the dog can run around in and everything was like that. So yeah, I, I had been, people looked at me kind of weird. You mean to tell me that you had your ex-husband's new mother-in-law stay at your house? I'm like, yes, yes, I did. I had my daughter's grandmother stay at my house while she was traveling. And that's how family should be. Well, because they're focusing on that it's your ex and not that it's her grandmother. Exactly. And that's not as strange as the other visitations I always hear about. <laughs> where your your parents come to visit and here here's where family where your your family for so long you can't just sever ties where when your parents come they tend to stay with your ex-husband because he has the room in his place where you don't have the room and then you're together with your ex playing games with your mother playing board games and your parents and 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 we kind of have the same thing here where when my parents got divorced my grandmother on my father's side called my mother, her daughter-in-law for years and years and years until my mother said, okay, it, it's been 20 years at this point. You can call me your special friend. It's like, she kind of had to break her of the habit a, a little, but same thing. It was that, that connection is there for so long. You, you can't just change it. And and when no. you mentioned, when you mentioned like the, there's been a divorce, but this person who is divorced out of the family for lack of a better term, still it, attended the holiday get togethers because she was one of the grandmothers. Well, I have that my, my mother's older sister got married. She had two sons, my cousins, Mark and Jeff, and my uncle Charlie adopted them. And that's, that's their father. That's, that's dad to them. It's always been dad. And, and, and I didn't learn until I was older, old enough, probably to understand that he wasn't their biological father, but same thing. That was dad. That's who raised him. And like I mentioned, we had the first Christmas Eve here because Christmas Eve on my mother's side of the family, we always got together at my Aunt Olga's house and it was all the siblings, my mother, her brother and two sisters, all the cousins. Um, and there was Grandma Phyllis, who was Uncle Charlie's mother. So here's a guy that married into the family. So he's technically the step, but like I said, he, he adopted them. So legally, but, but then there's a, the next generation where his mother was there and she was just always grandma Phyllis. She wasn't okay. Uncle Charlie's mother, or this other woman that just happened to be there. And she was part of the family, even though she, and even my kids, they went fishing when they were down at my mother's and they were so excited that I mean, uncle Rick taught them how to fish. And uncle Rick is my stepmother's brother. But when they were up at my father's and he had the pond, I mean, they took, he took them down to the pond and taught them how to fish. And they were, I mean, again, it's, it's that step side of the family, but to them, it's, it's, he's just uncle Rick and you don't, we don't separate it. No, no, we don't. I was actually thinking about this earlier this week when, I mean, we had discussed the possibility of, you know, doing this step or extended family as a topic for this one. And I was thinking about it and I know for me, when my daughter was in high school, I was mom to all of her friends. 
And, you know, they'd walk in, they'd say, you know, hey, mom, that's what they would call me. And, you know, if they had a problem, needed something or, you know, boy problems or girl problems or, you know, something stoned because something got ripped or, you know, whatever, you know, I, I was mom. And I know as a teenager, uh, my best friend's mom was also mom. To me, I was thinking about that. I'm like, what the, what's the difference for that? You know, if we're calling our friends mom, what's the, and considering the mom, what's the difference of a step? Why, why do we look at steps? Why does society look at a, a married in parent separate than your best friend's parent? I mean, it, it's, it's fully acceptable society-wise to consider your best friend's parents, your parents as well. But when you call your step-parent your actual mom, you know, you call her mom. Well, wait, isn't that your stepmom? And no, she's mom. She's mom more so technically than best friend's mom. But, you know, I, I, I just. Well, you see to that me, as friends, too, where I mean, I know someone who refers to a person as her sister. Oh, my sister, my sister, my sister. But they're just friends. And I don't say just to, to lessen the connection, but. Blood wise, they are friends they are not sisters but they grow up to the point where they they, they have a relationship like sisters and yeah. but we but we have no problem when people do that oh this is my sister this is my brother you always hear that and brother from another mother type of thing where someone puts in but whenever there is a step or a half like i said i always refer to caitlin as my sister and when people then look at me and they say oh you have a sister i didn't know you had a sister then I'll explain. It's a half sister on my father's side. She lives in New York. That's why you've never met her type of de deal. Um, but she's my sister. She's your and sister. I, and I, and my, my, my daughter refers to my best friends as, as her aunts. You know, that's, you know, it's, you know, they're, they're my best friend's moms are, are, are my mom and she's my sister and she's aunt to my, to my daughter. And I, I, I feel that if we can give that respect in those, that level of familyness to our friends, then we should be able to do it the same, and it should be accepted the same when we have a a, a step or a new married and actual parent. Well, we have the same thing when we did I mean, my wife's fiftieth birthday. We su surprised her and did it at the archery club after classes, and she didn't realize. And then people started to trickle in, and at that point, she realized. And the kids came up to me, like, "Oh, TT Maryland's here!" So TT being the just the the, the baby way of saying aunt Tia in Portuguese. Um, Maria just said, oh, this is TT Maryland. And that's what they've called her since they were little. And she shows up and it's, again, they, she's just a good friend of my wife's, but she got the name TT Maryland. And, and yeah. it's, and that's what they know her as. And that's what they've known her as for 10 plus years. Um, I, I think more, I think more credit also needs to be given out there to the the step family members whether it be the the step parents the step fathers the step mothers the step grandparents the ones that do go out of the way um and and take over the reins because there are situations where and maybe the biological parent for whatever reason wasn't in a, a good enough space with themselves to, to do the parenting and for someone to take over and, and do that says a lot. I, I know the case of, like I said, my cousin's uh, stepfather did a lot of the raising 
of her. Um, again, my my cousins, uh, my uncle Charlie, and like I said, he adopted them and took over and did that. And I don't think enough of that gets gets the credit it deserves. I mean, you do see some, you do see it in some movies where. I mean, that that step parent takes over and, and then the whole happy ending thing where they're getting thanked for hey, thanks for taking care of my kid and, and doing it the right way. And I think more people need to to give credit when when it's due and it's not a case of, hey, I'm going to do this and, and push you out of the way. That's not it's not what's the uh, the movie with Will Ferrell and uh, Mark Wahlberg. Daddy's home. Where, uh, where that, yes. where that's the one where it's, it's the competition and you have Will Ferrell, who's the goofball, obviously. And then Mark Wahlberg, who's, and the, the, the hunk of a stepfather coming in and trying to push him out of the way. And it's a, it's a big challenge everywhere. But I think in most cases, the, that step parent coming in or the step grandparents, there's, it's not done in with like animosity. It's, they're just trying to be part of the new family that they're in. And he said, all the experience I've had, and again, going back from the memories of an eight and nine-year-old, I remember the the divorce side of it there. Um, he said, my, my father was married in between my mother and my step stepmother now, and that experience was good for me. Um, it, it's, I've always had good experiences with the the extended family and from the like i said the the aunts the uncles on that side of the family um again i have more more connection on on my father's side with the 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 step layer for lack of a better term than on uh, my mother's side it's it's a smaller smaller scale um but same thing like i said my my stepsister michelle picked up my kids from the airport and the kids were saying, oh, can we come visit grandma again? I know it's a little harder. We got to fly down. And I mentioned that Michelle and I, yeah, I don't want to put it on you to have to pick them up. She's ah, no big deal. It's only two hour drive. And so here it is. She's willing to every year take that drive for two hours to pick them up at the airport. And it, that just shows that family is family, whether you have to put that prefix of step or half or whatever they want to put on there. Um, it's, it's just family. It is. And the way things are, we, we need those positive relationships. We need those, you know, comfort and safety places that we can go. I mean, with, you know, with your, with your kids' aunt being your cousin, picking them up from the airport, that just, you know, that they're safe. You know, you know, they're a whole lot safer than a stranger in an Uber drive giving them a ride. And so there's that that safety net there for you. There's that sense of security and being seeing them as family, they're going to watch over them and protect them a little bit more. You know, if if anything were to happen, then you know there's lots of family would step in. My my first ex-husband, the the children he had with his with his next wife, my daughter's siblings. It was at a point, you know, when, you know, being only children themselves, my, my ex and, and his new wife at the time, they, if anything would have happened to them, there was no place the kids could go. They didn't have siblings or, or blood aunts 
or uncles to go to. And so they asked if I would take them if, heaven forbid, anything were to happen. So yeah, I was, you know, thankfully it, it didn't happen and they were able to, you know, be there for as, as the kids were raised and grew up and everything like that. But if something would have happened, I would have been the parent of my ex-husband's children with his wife, with his new wife. And I've gotten some weird looks on that one. But I looked at it as I would be taking in my daughter's siblings so that the family could stay together. There was another situation I knew of something similar to that where something happened where I don't want to say someone married brothers and and it wasn't like a strange love triangle type of married brothers thing, but something happened where next thing you know, and it was just like the family's still there. Um, And like you said, being able to just be there and keep the family together. It's someone that is already in the family. So you, it's someone you can trust. I, I, and I know there are families out there where you have these extended tiers with the, the steps where you don't get along or there is tension. I mean, I know, I know when I did, when Marie and I got married and I was talking to the photographer and then when Marie and I did photography, we would always have this on the list for the wedding. And I told the photographer, Nope, I need pictures with everyone. I need one with my mother and my stepfather, my father and my stepmother with my biological parents, with everyone together. Uh, And then when we did photos of weddings, we would always ask because there were cases where, you couldn't put ex-husband and wife in the picture that they, they were so uncivil that they couldn't even give their, their own kids a picture with their biological parents. And unfortunately you are going to see situations like that. We did a photo shoot where it was uh, a Christmas photo of a, a young, I'll say couple, they weren't married and they had a daughter together. Uh, and every year they would do this Christmas photo with the daughter, even though they were not together. And Maria was always good with posing. And there was this picture where it's the father on one side and the daughter in the middle. And she was probably four or five and the mother on the other side. And Maria comes downstairs into the studio when we had the studio in the house. And she kind of grabs the two parents and kind of pushes their shoulders together and come on, act like you like each other. I'm like, but they don't like each other. And it just, <laughs> and it was just kind of funny because she didn't understand the situation, but, but they still made it a point, even though it would have gone, it probably would have went into that awkward family photos game where <laughs> it, it was just this very like stagnant photo of three people, but they made it a point to get this Christmas photo with their daughter every year, even though it might've been uncomfortable for them. So they still went out of the way. So the daughter could have, family photos down the road yeah and they both loved her just because it didn't work out between them they no parent should let that interfere with the love for their child yeah and i know again going back for me it was as a as a young kid having my parents get divorced so not understanding it at that age obviously as you get older you understand it more Uh, a good friend of mine uh, his parents got divorced when he was, I believe in high school or might've been just after. And obviously no one wants to see their parents get divorced, whether you're a kid or whether you're an adult, it's still, you understand it a little more as an adult as to why it might be happening. Um, But I remember being there for, for my friend when I want to say he was 18 or 19 at the time, but it still kind of 
it shook him because he didn't see it coming. And it's, it can be tough, but going forward, uh, same situation. I go to, go to his house for, uh, he had, uh, I think one of his kids' birthday parties and his father was there. His mother was there. And I mean, these are people that I grew up with in drum corps and, and playing in a band. Uh, it's actually, and hope he doesn't mind me mentioning is my friend, Aaron, who does the intro to the show. Uh, I played in, in a, a band with him. He's an amazing drummer. Uh, and we also marched in drum corps together. So his, his mother was part of the drum corps family and his father was part of the drum corps family. We actually went to the same church together, which is how I met him. So I've known his parents for, for years. So when I get to go to his family events and same thing, both his parents are there with the, the step layer on both sides and everyone's getting along. And I, I, I see Dick and Julie talking and having conversation with each other. And it's like, that's the way it's supposed to be that you just, it's still family. I mean, there's just, there's new pieces to it now. It's like putting an addition on a house. It's not the step addition. It's just part of the house now. Yeah. It, it just, it made it bigger. It made it more full. It made it be able to hold more. Yeah. It, it didn't, it didn't lessen the house at all. It made it better. So guys, for those of you that are dealing with the, the step layers and, and maybe you're having a tough time or those of you that might be going through a divorce or if if we do have any younger listeners that you're, you're seeing your parents, I mean, just remember every, every layer is still part of the family. And I mean, there's definitely a lot of positives that can come out of it. And it's not always going to be easy. There, there's going to be tears. There's going to be arguments. There's going to be tension. Uh, like I said, I, I I don't remember who threw the shoes out of the window, if it was me or my stepmother, but my father could hear us yelling from the third floor and kind of laughed at it that, all right, here it goes. And uh, here we are and 20 plus years later and uh, she's someone I can go to at any time to talk to if, if necessary. And, and just, just work on it and make all the layers work. And, and for the, the parents out there, you might not be happy with your, your ex, with your ex-husband or your ex-wife or, for any reason, but respect your, your child's mother and your child's father. Agreed. Agreed. Because the kids will actually take that on into their own adult life as well. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. And Shruti should be back with me then. Enjoy your week. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.